School. We teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. Today we're talking about the I don't know, relationship between social media and the scanner radio hobby. Now we've got a bunch of notes for this session, and you can check them out online by going to scannerschool.com slash session two two six. Now my name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LAE. And if you have a scanner radio question for me, you want answered in the next upcoming Ask Scanner School podcast, please use your phone. Leave me a voicemail, and I will answer you back. Put your voice on the air and also put you in a running for a free tutoring session. You can go to 516-308-2885, or you can go to scannerschool.com slash ask and fill out the form there or press on the speak pipe link and leave me a voicemail message that way. And, of course, join us over on Discord so you can talk all about this podcast episode by going to scannerschool.com slash discord. Now, social media is an important tool when it comes to bringing people together online. It gives people access to others who share the same interests, beliefs, and thoughts, right? Now, social allows also family and friends to share photos, and maybe not for the best, (laughs) their beliefs and their thoughts as well. But a lot of people have pushed away from social, believing there is nothing more than somebody watching over you, right? And collecting your information. And to a point, that's kind of right, right? You see, when a platform is free, you are not actually the customer. You are the product. And it gives advertisers access to you, right? For their advertisers. But there's an entertaining value, right? And the entertaining value is what keeps you there. And just like TV, where you can receive free content 24-7 from over-the-air transmissions, you are still the product, because your local advertisers still have access to you. And even through paid satellite and cable TV stations, you're still the product because you're being targeted by advertisers. And the same really holds true when it comes to social media channels. So pick your poison, right? You've got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Reddit, Pinterest, TikTok. Just name a few. And I'm sure in the future, if you listen to this, it might be a new shiny new social media platform. And maybe one of the ones I listed have been acquired or are now extinct or, I mean, there's plenty of others out there that have gone gone away. I mean, look at MySpace, right? And each have their own market, their own specialties, and their own fan base. It used to be that Facebook was only for those who are in college. Now it's open for anyone, right? Our parents, our kids maybe, our grandparents, maybe they're all on Facebook. You kind of really expect everybody to be on Facebook, and the very few people really aren't at this point. But it's open for everybody. And it used to be also that TikTok was just for teenagers doing the latest dance crazes or lip syncing to music or doing whatever the latest trend was, right? Bottle flipping or or something like that. But now TikTok is evolving and it's no longer just that kind of content. And it's amazing to see just how much it is evolving and what it is trying to become. So what's interesting about TikTok 
is that first it was only 60 second videos. So, okay, great. Short form content. Keep that dopamine coming. Keep me entertained. Keep me scrolling through more. Then they release a three-minute video, and it's like, oh, yeah, these videos feel kind of long. Now, I was starting a three-minute video. doesn't really feel that long, especially when you're seeing more value in those minutes, right? And now, personally, they gave me access to 10-minute videos, and I'm scratching my head going, why would I ever need to create a 10-minute video? Well, wouldn't you know, I put out a video that was under a minute long asking a question, and my replies to that video are now hitting somewhere between five and 10 minutes to explain what it is, the questions that are coming into me. So it's weird to see how this platform is evolving and how you can use the platform. Now, TikTok, again, they're evolving by trying to introduce stories. And that's trying to compete more with social media platforms like Snapchat and Instagram. Now, YouTube has been fighting back too because, you know, all these. All these platforms are noticing that more people are somewhere else. TikTok is seeing a spike in numbers. They're seeing a lot more people gravitate to their, to their platform. Facebook, Instagram, Meta, right, as a whole, YouTube, they're all noticing this. And they're all saying, well, we want to get more people back on the platform. So even though YouTube had the ability to do YouTube shorts, they're now promoting the heck out of it. Facebook and Instagram, they are pushing more on their stories platform or Reels, because they want you to be on their platform doing what you're doing on TikTok, right? <laughs> Every platform is going to have its fan base, and each one's going to have a strong suit, like I said before. But let's talk again about what you'll find over on TikTok, because TikTok, again, it used to be for the kids, just like Facebook used to be just for the kids, right? Now you can find a ton of educational, short-form content over on TikTok. For example, if you want to learn how to not get ripped off at a car dealership when buying a car, there's a content creator out there who's been selling cars for 40 years and is teaching you some of the tricks that dealerships do to get you to sign or buy or some of the things they're adding into the fees when you buy a car and they teach you how to be on a lookout for that. Or if you want to sign a lease, they'll teach you how to navigate that kind of part of buying a car. Again, short form content. What if you want to see what kind of homes are failing home inspections? There's a home inspector out there that is making content on TikTok and he just shows all the failures that he is seeing when he is going through homes for his customers. And if you want to know what it's like in the day of the life of a cesspool business owner, there's a guy out there who owns his own place and he is showing you not only some of the stuff that he is not finding in the wells or the cesspools, but some of the things that is challenging for his line of work and even how he is going above and beyond to help his employees in times of need. And it's really shown a bit of his character in the process. You want to learn how to fly a plane or learn what it's like to fly a plane? You know what it's like to take a boat and navigate from, I don't know, New England down to the Bahamas? There's content for that as well. Even prepping and canning and stuff like that. A lot of great educational content can be found on TikTok. Now, in our world, I am finding a lot of radio operators on the platform as well, whether it be CB radio, ham radio, scanning. There's plenty of people out there that are showing what it is they do and love to do with their radios. And this is where I met today's podcast guest, Esteban. Now, Esteban is a TikTok creator where he helps people in the scanner radio hobby. And he's here today to talk about 
how social media and scanning go together. So this is a great time. Again, I know I spent a lot of time pushing towards TikTok because, again, that is where I'm going right now. And the reason why I am on that platform and putting out a ton of content on TikTok is because a video takes me maybe 10 minutes to create. doesn't take me a lot of time. I am getting a lot of success on there. Uh, I've got plenty of videos that are well over 50,000 views, 40,000 views. I got one that's over 100,000 views. And it's um, just a great way to show another side of what it is I do with the Scanner Radio Hobby. On here, I try to be very educational and very very professional when it comes to teaching about the hobby. When I get over to TikTok, it's more of a humor-based type of platform, right? So I'm showing something maybe I don't like or I'm putting a sound effect over something or I'm following a trend. So it's not really super educational over there, although I do have some educational videos. It's also whimsical and a different side and a different creative outlet over there. So like I'm saying before, I'm going back. This is where I met Esteban, and I met Esteban when I was looking for radio traffic or radio TikTok content, and I came across what he's doing on his channel, and he is educating people about the hobby. He is showing what he is using. He is helping people with their radio programming, and he's he's really doing a great job at that. So I'm very excited to introduce all of you to Esteban Reyes. If you haven't seen him on any other platform before, because I know he is active on Facebook groups as well, today is a great day to learn a little bit about what uh, he does on social media and also how social media can go hand in hand with the Scanner Radio Hobby. Now, before we get any further in this week's podcast, I want to take a few minutes to thank our Patreon supporters. Now, Patreon is an affordable way for you to support the podcast and our upcoming expansion into YouTube for 2022. So think of Patreon as the PBS model of helping out Scanner School. For a monthly or yearly donation, not only do you help support the podcast, but depending on your donation tier, you will receive certain benefits. The most popular benefit tier being our $5 a month, or the $51 a year tier. It's the same tier. We just discount if you can pay us over a year. Now, this tier offers the podcast and YouTube videos early. And also, you receive a free squelchy pack of stickers, several discounts, and access to our monthly live scanner radio roundtable discussion we hold monthly on Zoom. Oh, and by the way, most of the Patreon levels also get a special version of the podcast that does not include the middle advertising break in each episode. Now find out more about Patreon and our supporting tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. I'd also like to take a moment here and thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Heron, Bill K, Brennan Sammons, Brian King, Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C, Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, James Broxton, James Felling, James Peruta, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeo, Jenny Taylor, Jim B, Jim Heinrich, Joe Curtis, John Cordov, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Mike Lopez, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Paul Seish, Randy Lee Wright, Raymond Hill, Roger Senstrom, Ronnie Box, Al Marandola, Scott Lefgren, Tim Mazza, Todd Glendie, and William Arkand. Esteban, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. I'm really honored to have you on here. Thank you, and it's an honor to be here. So I know I haven't told you this before, but uh, I want to say that you're the reason why I am on TikTok, and it's only 
only makes sense to have you on here to talk about social media and scanning. So I always thought that app, right, was was not for for my generation, to be honest with you. I, th- I thought it was a little old to get on there. I thought it was more for teenagers and, and kids clowning around. And then uh, I started to discover there was some radio content. I saw a couple of amateur radio operators that were showing how you know they were making contact. I saw a couple of guys doing parks on the air uh, or POTA. And then I came across your feed and how you were, uh, you know, helping other people out to scan a radio hobby and 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 uh, answering questions. And I thought, you know, there really is a place, right, to to have scanner radios on an app like this. So you are the reason why I have branched out a little bit into TikTok, and I've been having fun with it. So I wanted to uh, personally thank you for, in a way, introducing me over to to uh, with the TikTok platform. So thank you so much for uh, being the inspiration for that. It's an honor to hear that. I appreciate that. Uh, it definitely was a choice, a weird choice to do that because I didn't see anything on there for that. And I thought I'd try to introduce people into the hobby through this, through this app. Yeah. And you're, you're doing a great job at doing it. So whatever you, whatever you're doing, keep it up. (laughs) So, but, uh, before we start going, no problem. So before we start going down the rabbit hole of, you know, talking about social media and, and, the, and the role that social media can play with the scanner radio hobby, let's let's take a back. Uh, let's let's put that in the back burner for a second here. And let's just uh, why don't you introduce yourself right to everybody who's listening to the podcast episode. First of all, who you are and uh, how you got started with the scanner radio hobby. My name is Esteban Reyes. I got started in the scanner hobby about 2005, 2006 doing security in Los Angeles. I wanted to know what was going on around me. So I went to Radio Shack, picked up a scanner and a police calls book. And of course, anybody that knows police calls, that was before radio reference was a big thing. And you actually had to go through the book and find your cities and counties and all the frequencies. And they were put out about yearly, I believe. So I did that, and I put in all the areas that I did security at, including my hometown and the surrounding cities in California. And uh, from there, I got hooked. And then I found out later on, you can do more with it, including my other hobbies, which is aviation and railroad. And that's what got me started collecting uh, scanners as well. I had quite a few Radio Shack scanners, and then uh, I still have one left from my collection that I had a couple stolen, unfortunately. And I had, I had a couple that just gave out on me and I still have one. It's the radio shack race 1000 and that's still kicking. And then, uh, I moved to Missouri and I just kept going from there. Nice. So I, I bet you it's a different scanning world between California and Missouri. I don't know if, if is the action the same or is it just different technology? What would what, you notice from transplanting nearly across country? Well, the first area I lived in in Missouri was all analog. So there wasn't really any digital. And then I found out the highway patrol out here is on a statewide trunking system. And I didn't know anything about trunking because I didn't have to use it. Mm-hmm. So I hopped on YouTube and learned about it. And that's when I got introduced into digital scanners. And um, after some consideration and a tax return, I picked up my first digital scanner, which was a unit in BCD 325P2. Okay, I had to figure out how to pro- program that thing because it was different than just punch and enter 
And uh, thankfully to a YouTuber named Erod 1944, he had a, a couple videos on how to do the BCT-15X and the BCD-996P2. And it's the same format in a way. And I was able to program my uh, 325P2 after watching those videos. And scanning is definitely different going from California in the sense of there's more action in California. You can literally listen to all the surrounding areas because it's so close. Where out here, where I was living, I was in between two cities. And you have the sheriffs, of course, for each, each county. And I was close to enough to each county i can hear both of them and then you have the cities that you can pick up and on a good day i could pick up sedalia which is where i later moved to but i have my small town and there's not a lot of action so you get the mostly you get the traffic stops and hey i'm at the school you know watching to make sure that cars don't speed past the crossing guard and stuff like that where in California, you had the high-speed pursuits, you had all kinds of action when it comes to public safety, and then even with the aviation, it's different. And in California, you have so many air traffic controllers that you can literally just listen all day long, and out here, it it, it literally goes from maybe 10 o'clock in the morning when there's action, but at night, there's hardly anything. Uh, so the airport's all shut down. That's interesting. So, yeah, nice, nice. I mean, it's definitely a different world out there. So, um, what do you what are you using now for scanners? Are you still you still using the three twenty five P two? I mean, I know I know from seeing you online, you got a little bit of a collection going on over there. Yeah, I I have a SDS one SDS one one hundred. I have a BCD four thirty six HP. I have a BCD-536HP, a BCD-996P2, a BCT-15X. I have the 325P2. I have a BC-125AT. I have the SR-30C. I have a Whistler WS-1040, and I have a Whistler TRX-1 or yeah TRX or 2. Sorry. Okay. The uh, base, the base model. Gotcha, gotcha. So TRX two would be their trunking radio, but yeah, that's. Uh, I was gonna say you, you, yeah. you ran out of whistlers there, <laughs> but you you added two. You redeemed yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, definitely, definitely interesting to see. You know what what camp a lot of people sit into. It's 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 uh, you gravitate right, and especially when you're used to using one format of programming and you get that DMA architecture and everything else, right? It's very easy to stick in there and, and, and to learn it and, 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 uh, just gravitate towards, towards what it is, you know? So any simulcast in your area that, that prevents you from using the 325 or the TRX one or two or, or anything like that? Or, I mean, it was there a reason for you to go for the STS or was it, was it just, you went for it because, you know, you got the disease like I have and you have to have it. Well, it was a little bit of the disease, and when I visit California to go see my family that's out there, you can't get the police out there because it's all encrypted, but you can get some of the fire, but some of their fire is on on, on trunking systems, and it simulcasts. Gotcha. So I wanted to have a radio that I can I can listen to it. Makes sense. 
<laughs> so that definitely makes sense. So uh, let's talk about what, uh, you know, again, your idea to come on the podcast and, and talk about this was social media and scanning. So uh, break it down. When you when you say social media, what what are we talking about here? Let's 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 break it down to the, its most simplest form here. Well, when it comes to social media, everybody uses social media and people back in the day, almost everybody had a scanner. And back in the seventies, I heard about everybody having a scanner and then it just kind of died out. Like nobody really listened to the scanners anymore. And I mean, it's not dead, dead. It's not like completely gone, but you know, it, it just kind of phased out a little bit. And when you look at, at, at things, you know, when I went on TikTok, I, I decided to use my TikTok to introduce people back into the hobby. And using a social media platform like that, it just, uh, it makes it easier for people to see that. And then there's the Facebook groups and everything like that. So when you can, when it comes to scanning and social media, it's there, but people don't really know about it, if that mm. makes sense. Right, right. So I was saying like, you know, this, we were always getting to social media. It's, it's basically online communities, right? That are, are not websites per se. We're talking more like sites that are, are built for interacting with people from your mobile phones and, and more or less having that, that real time interaction with it. So social media would be like, you know, Facebook, Instagram. We could include YouTube with that, but definitely TikTok. Instagram, any one of those platforms, right, that that has an online community based around being social online, where I think forums like Radio Reference or or stuff like that, they they kind of they're old school social media, right? So so they're not kind of yeah. not kind of wrapped into right the new social media, but but there's still there's still like a social media part of online forums, but I think because they're like they're old at this point. They're aged. They kind of, they yeah. kind of seem to always kind of take a back seat. I mean, it's there's there's no way anybody's going to ever recreate Radio Reference on another platform, right? It's it's never going to happen, and that's that's a good thing, right? You always know you're going to have that cornerstone of the hobby, but there's always going to be offshoots, and there's always going to be people who are gonna say, ah, you, you can't. Why redo that? Why why go there when you can stay here? And it's not about going someplace else and leaving right where you like yeah. to go it's using it in conjunction with it's it's getting another avenue it's it's getting another fix of content that maybe you're not going to get over on a forum right on a forum it's purely text you're interacting socially with your keyboard right or or your thumbs typing yes and when you get on a video like 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 you're on with TikTok right it's short form video content and it's no more than three minutes, although I just got access to the 10-minute videos, and I have no idea why somebody would want to watch a 10-minute video on, on TikTok because that's really not what the platform is for, but at least not in my mind right now, but maybe I'm too old for that. But right, it's, it's every, every, every social media platform is trying to grab attention away from the other social media platform, right? I mean, Facebook just said or Meta just said that they're losing views to people on TikTok. And I heard the other day that people are digesting TikTok or they're sitting there on TikTok for an average of an hour and a half per session, if you can believe that one. 
And you think about yeah, that. Yeah. It's like most videos are either 60 seconds long, capped at 60 seconds, or three minutes. And you're like, how does somebody sit there for an hour and a half going through TikTok videos until I realize it's nine o'clock at night and I'm just sitting, I just turned off the TV. I'm like, well, I can go to bed now. Let me just look at TikTok really fast. And actually, I know it's 11 o'clock and I just spent two hours swiping through people's videos. <laughs> so the, the yeah. content the content is there if, if you want to digest it. So it's an interesting medium and it's an interesting platform. I'm not just strictly saying TikTok, but it's not text-based. I mean, you could spend that much time looking on forums, but it's that dopamine drip and you can feel it, right? I mean, you, 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 it's an addiction more or less. Yeah. Well, I, I think with TikTok, it's more personal because you actually get to see the person that's that's talking or doing something. You know, you you actually get to see them and then you can interact with them through the comments and you know, I try to respond to all the comments that I get on, on my TikToks and even private messages I, on TikTok, I try to respond. And there's there's sometimes where I put out a, a video and it goes, as they call it, viral because it's gone over a thousand views. And, you know, I'm getting messages or comments and I'm sitting there pretty much all day just responding to comments or, or private messages. Yeah, and, and you got to watch out because <laughs> that can definitely take over. But again, the flip side is when you don't do that, right? You've got people who say, ah, oh, you know, you're in an insert insult here and insult there because you're ignoring them. And it's not like, well, look, man, I'm a content creator. I'm not, this isn't my day job, right? I've, I've, I've got other things to do in my life besides answering your questions. So you, you got to walk that fine line, right? Of like, you know, do you answer everybody right away or do you do what I do? And, and you sit there and you, you queue them all up and you batch process them. And maybe I'll spend an hour sitting there answering questions or uh, recording video responses so that they're ready to go later in the week. So, you know, you gotta, it, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to figure out which way you want to yeah. do it. So, but I'm, you feel, you feel I mean, responsible too. my videos too. are spur of the moment too. Yes. Yep. Yep. I mean, that video I did for you the other day too, when I, where I responded back to uh, your Balfong question, right? That was very spur of the moment. Like it's like, I saw you had that, uh, that video at the scanning. I'm like, oh, I, I can answer that for him. You know, like I can help you out with that. So that I just, that was a spur of the moment thing. But a lot of my videos are all uh, made during the weekend in, in about an hour long session and then, and then ready to go. So it's uh my daughter likes doing them with me so that's that's kind of what i do when i when i do them she's she's like that that doesn't look good you know she's eight years old so i get that little critique like you, that was cringe she's told me that today that that video is cringe you got to do it again <laughs> <laughs> so but i think tiktok you're right though right the tiktok is very it's very personal because it's very raw where when you go over to YouTube, right, the, the kind of the expectation when you go there is steady camera, a little bit of editing, good microphone, right? A little because people over there will, will definitely let you know, oh, like this is garbage, right? And they move on or something like that. But when you're on TikTok, they expect yeah. it to be handheld, phone in your face, basically, because you're either going to use a forward facing camera or you're going to use a camera on, on something like that. And they expect that raw, very crude edit video. And, and that's the expectation there. And I think that's what makes it easy to get into also for anybody. And that's why I've gravitated to that platform because 
I don't have the time to make the polished video for YouTube as much as I want to, but I can jump on YouTube and get a video out in 10, 15 minutes and then move on. So it's, um, it's a good platform just to get content out on. Yeah. And the, um, I don't know if you noticed, but you actually surpassed me on followers on TikTok. Oh, did I really? Yes. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, well, you I know, mean, you're 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 a big person in out there in the scanner world. I mean, it, part part of the reason why I went with the SDS was watching your your uh, review on the SDS 200. And <laughs> when I was also looking into the digital scanners, it was part of your, your videos on YouTube. So, I mean, you've been out there longer than I have. And when you offered to have me on, on the podcast, I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've, you've done quite a bit for the scanner world as it is between your podcast, your YouTube, and now your TikTok. So that's, that's why I figured we can do a show about the social media because, you know, it, it's getting out there. Right. Right. Yep. Definitely. So, uh, and I like the TikTok too, because see, I sound like old now, the TikTok. I like TikTok as well because it's 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 a different avenue for creativity. Like I like to bring out a little bit of like my humor on there, whereas on the podcast I really don't show that too much or 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 because it's more. I feel like this is more like formal and 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 the social media. I can kind of let a little bit of that you know the layer back so I can let out some humor. And again, I did a Baofeng video on there that has got over a hundred thousand views so far. And every once in a while, it's weird. I'll see like the wave hit, right? I'll, I'll get a ton of, of, of followers just because of that one video and a ton of hate in the comments. Then it goes away. And like a week later, yeah. it just it resurfaces again. And then I get a, a wave of followers and again, a ton of more hate on there. So I did a follow-up video to that. And of course, the follow-up video gets no views. So everybody still thinks that I, I you know, I mean, look, I, I, I do bash on on Baofeng or Bofeng or whatever you want to call them. I mean, that's that's just part of, of, of uh, I guess, my branding at this point. But I also see there's a point for them and everything else. But nobody wanted to hear me say, hey, look, these are the pros of that because I made that one 10-second video where I just said, no, you don't want these radios. <laughs> and everybody jumped on it like, yeah. you know, they would pitch for it and everything like that. But Again, that's that's part of what happens, right? They nobody uh, they they just see the video and they gotta they gotta react to it and and I put that video out there knowing it was gonna be controversial. Like that's exactly why I created the video. Like I wanted not only to bring my sense of humor into it, but I wanted to to bring that controversy there because those are sometimes the kind of videos that that do well for people. And um, you know that formula just happened to work for me. And I would never have brought that type of video over to to youtube because i don't think it belonged there but i think over on tiktok it was it worked out well for there so if anybody's looking for that video i'll link to it in the description but basically to summarize it i was holding a a uv5r and the song playing in the background says you know you want me and it goes no and it's the guy shaking his head and then it just repeats and i showed another bow song <laughs> and it says you want me and it goes no and, you know it's danny devito saying nope and then the third one was, you know, you want me? And again, it goes, nope. And it was uh, Randy Marsh from South Park saying, nope, at the corner. And that was all it was. But 
sometimes those videos, I, I found that if you go less than 10 seconds on TikTok, those are the videos that do really well, I guess, because that's the attention span of, of most of the users on there. <laughs> well, but, the, the thing about Balfang is they, they are good radios for a small purpose. They can work as a scanner. They just have a mm-hmm. slow scan rate. And until recently, I didn't know that they had the the option to hold on, on the squelch or the open carrier until you pointed that out and they are cheap, but they're not going to work for everybody. I mean, I've, I've had to tell people several times just through private messaging because they asked me, you know, will this work in my area? And it's like, I asked them what County and state they are. I hop on radio reference and it's like, sorry, dude, your area is digital and, or, and, or a trunk digital. And those radios won't work on that. Right. You know? And I mean, I'm guilty of using a Balfang as a scanner. I I have I have stuff programmed in them so I can listen to them. I have have them for communication and everything like that. But it's funny how much hate you can get just for saying a radio is is not good for an area or or type of thing because you know you're just being honest. And I mean, there you got to think about it. It's a cheap Chinese radio. It, it may work. It may not, and if you press that press the talk button and you transmit and they catch you, you're in trouble, you know. And that's what some people don't understand is you got to use the trip program. And when when I program like any public safety, I program on the transmit frequency. I program the FRS channel one, so that way if I accidentally hit the push to talk, it transmits on the FRS channel one and not the public safety frequency. Right. So what I normally do for that is there's the duplex setting in there. And if you set duplex to off, mm-hmm. it actually inhibits the transmit on that frequency. So that's that's one okay. way you can do that. And then on radios that don't allow you to do that, what I was doing is I was setting my, my duplex offset to like plus 70. So that would take it out of band. Mm-hmm. So there'd be no way for the radio to transmit there yeah. anyway. So that was always my workaround when I programmed up those radios for people. But yeah, I ended up really, I mean... Again, a lot, a lot of the people that were complaining that, about my video were like amateur radio operators. I'm like, this works great for amateur radio. What are you talking about? Gatekeeping. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, no. This is a scanner radio channel. And I'm explaining why I wouldn't use this for the scan. The same reasons, right, we just went through is slow scan rate. You can accidentally transmit. And I think I added to the fact that, you know, there's only six alpha characters on the display. There's no way to lock out a frequency, you know, or ignore a frequency if it's bothering you. But uh, again, you know, I, I went through a whole bunch of pros too, right? Desktop chargers. I love my desktop chargers. And uh, that's something I wish that any other manufacturer would bring to the market would be something a desktop charger. But it's, uh, it, is the, it is the goldfish mentality over there though, right? It's like the attention span is so narrow that you've got to get yeah. it in three seconds or, or they're moved, you know, they're, they're onto somebody else. But that, again, that's the same with, with any other video platforms. The same with YouTube or Instagram, right? You've got to get them on the hook within the first three seconds or so, or else somebody's going to swipe and that's, that's going to be it. They're never going to watch the rest of the video. So it's, it's interesting to just to experiment with and play with the formulas and everything else. Hey, did you realize it takes us almost $100 a week just to have this podcast episode professionally edited and sent over to you? This doesn't even include website and podcast hosting, administrative help, and other monthly subscriptions that are required to put the podcast out there. Now, you can help us offset these costs when you shop online. So if you're looking for a scanner radio or some software, looking to bid on items over on eBay, or if you're looking to purchase anything, and I mean anything, 
on Amazon. You can help support Scanner School in the process, and this doesn't come at any extra cost to you. So please check out scannerschool.com support for the multiple different ways that we have out there that you can help support us when you shop online. Again, scannerschool.com support. Are you looking to learn more about the scanner radio hobby? We currently have courses on how to get started and up and running with software-defined radios and how to turn your SDR into a fully functioning scanner radio. With free software, you can see more and do more with trunking than ever before. And with new courses scheduled for the upcoming months, our offerings will be expanding into both Uniden and Whistler hardware and software. Check out our courses at courses.scannerschool.com or by looking for the link in this podcast description. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues, too. Visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issue and sign up today. Did you know that a pager can make a great addition to your scanner radio collection. And even if I didn't own East Coast pagers, I still have one or maybe a couple of pagers as a part of my scanner radio setup. This is because a pager can be used to just monitor your local fire department or your regional departments. And if you set it up correctly to alert you when the tones are sent over the air, then the pager will remain silent until you need to know what is going on. This frees up your scanner to monitor everything else that's going on beside your local stuff or can prevent you from missing the local stuff because your scanner is busy doing other things. Now, pagers aren't just limited to fire dispatches anymore. Unication has great solutions to monitor both analog and P25 paging systems where many public safety and police departments are switching over to. Swissome and Apollo make great analog solutions as well, and all three still sell Pogsac and Flex pagers, still in use by many departments for text alerting. East Coast Pagers is an Apollo, Swissome, and Unication dealer serving the North American market, and of course is one of my online companies. So if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, contact us for a free quote and let us know you're a Scanner School listener for something a little extra with your order. For our full inventory or request a quote or just to contact us, please visit eastcoastpagers.com. Besides uh, the TikTok platform, we can go back to TikTok in a bit. The other platforms that that I'm sure you've been on and I've been on and everything else, Facebook, right? And, and Facebook, you said there's a ton, there's yeah. a ton of groups on Facebook. So let's explain for anybody that's not familiar with Facebook or has, or has been living under a rock for the last 10 years or so. Can you explain how Facebook groups would work and how they would help benefit the scanner radio hobby? Well, in some cases, in some groups, you actually have to ask to become a member, and there's questions on there that you have to answer, and then they accept you or they not or they don't. In some groups, they you just join and you're in there. And the way that they can help is there's people on there already that are familiar with scanners, and um, for example, in three of the groups I'm in, there's a guy that's in all three of them, and I think his name is Dan Bowman. Mm-hmm. And he's a really good person. 
some people take his advice as coming off strong and in some ways he can, but all he's trying to do is help you understand and help you with your, the problem that you're having. And that's the thing with these Facebook groups is you can go in there and say, Hey, you know what? I have this scanner and I programmed these frequencies in and it's not working. This is the scanner I got what's going on. And it could be one of two things. They're encrypted. It, they're on a trunk system now. Now, as you know, radio reference is user is a user interface. It's done by people submitting information to the database. And if that new information isn't submitted, you're going to have old information. So these people, you know, will give out the options of, hey, they either switched recently or it's just not updated in the database. Give it some time or people. I see a lot of programming questions like you know, I just got the scanner. I've never had a scanner before, or I've been out of the scanner game since X insert year here. And there's some people that will walk you through, through the comments, or they'll private message you and they'll walk you through it until you get it. And there's even been people that like I've called on the phone through because they had trouble on social media and I've walked them through how to program the scanner and so these groups can help you either get into the scan into the hobby or help you with your scanner if you have problems or even let you know hey guess I'm sorry but you just got the wrong scanner unfortunately right <laughs> that's always like you don't know what you don't know but that, that's exactly what you know you, you hit it right they hit the nail on the head right it's a community and people just want to be able to go out there some people bash other people right but other people they're there to help you right and 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 um i know i've had interactions with dan in the past i felt the same way it's like i'd say something and he would challenge me it's like well but once you understand that it wasn't really a challenge it was just his way of of, of typing right then it's all good right I, I respect exactly what what dan has to say he's really good at helping other people out and there's other people out there who are really good too and there's a ton of different groups right so if you end up getting into a group and you don't like the atmosphere in there chances are you're going to find another group that's just as active with maybe the same players or different players or a moderator who is a little bit stronger and a little bit more stern on the rules that you follow over there. So if you look at Uniden scanners, right, for example, on Facebook, right, how many groups do you think there are if you just typed in Uniden scanners in the find a group, right? I mean, what, what's your best guess? I mean, how many? Uh, there's, there's, a, there's at least 100 that I saw the last time we're just typing in unit and yeah there's a i'm waiting for the, actually the web page to load up so i can give you an exact answer on this one so let me do i'm going to type in groups here i'm going to do search search groups and we're just going to type in unit in right unit in and let's just see how many groups search groups for unit in. how many come up a blank page uh, here we go oh it doesn't give you a count groups there's a lot one yeah there's it's it's a pages and pages and pages and it's still, it's still, <laughs> it's still going. So there's there's a whole pile of pages here with just the word you did in. So there's a lot here, but, but again, this looking here, there's there's a group here with over three point seven k. There's one here with five point nine k. There's a group here for eleven k. So there's uh, there's definitely plenty of groups in here and ranging in different sizes. I mean, there's even one here that's only eight hundred and forty eight members, but they can get very specific too, right? There's one here for just 
programming yeah. group. There's one for just the STS-100 and 200. There's one here just for the BCT-15X. So you could really, I mean, there's one here for the Bearcat uh, 980 by itself. So yep. there's plenty of groups in here that... And there's uh, even some... There's even some for your local area. Some places actually, there's there's some places that actually have a group for the local area, or even their their state in general. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the social media aspect of scanning is is really great because I think not only is it the ability to network with other people, right, who share the same hobby, which is what Facebook wants, right? They want you coming in and finding a group, which is why they promote a lot of the groups because they, they want you in there interacting and being part of a community. They want you to spend time on their platform and they're giving you the ability to do that. Whether or not it's taking away from other locations for that, I don't think really, I think people really recognize what radio reference is and, and that's, that's what's, and it's working hand in hand with, right? It's not, it's, it's not isolating away from, yeah. but um, it's it, like you said, right? The ability to get in there and, and, get people to help you out because it's a community and people want to help and they want to share. Yeah. There are people there that want, they just want the information delivered to them because they don't understand how to use Google and find the information on their own. But there's people yeah. like that, no matter where you go. Right. It's, I mean, even in real life, you'll walk into somebody, it's like, you know, what street am I on? It's like, did you look at the corner <laughs> where, where the, you know, where the, where the street names are? But, um, if you find the right group, you can really feel like you're part of a community and you'd want to be part of it. So I think it works out well. It's a good, it's a good resource. Yeah. I mean, and I'm in so many groups that it actually takes up my Facebook feed and I look at all, all the, uh, the posts that come up. And if I feel I can help, then I, I jump in and leave a comment. Like, uh, Recently, there was a guy that posted about his SDS 100 showing nothing, uh, nothing to scan. And, you know, I just asked a simple question. Did you pro, did you, uh, program it by hand? Did you use Sentinel? You might have to go in and actually turn on the scan list because that's what a lot of people have a problem with between the 436, 536, SDS 100 and 200 is they program it in, but when they forget to go into the settings and turn on the downloads and turn on the monitor, so right. they, it's on the scanner, but it's not scanning, and they got to go through and turn them on. Yeah, all the service types are off, and that 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 was my biggest like wanting to throw my brand new four thirty six across the room when I first got it. <laughs> so because yeah. you, you, you know you should enable it every time you get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I've told the story before in the podcast where when I was setting it up, I was trying to, you know, just put a couple of, uh, when it hits the fan groups together, and I was trying to put it in my local utilities. And every time I would just isolate that one favorites list, it would say nothing to scan. I'm like, I don't understand. I programmed it four or five times now, and it still says nothing to scan. I can see the frequencies in there. I know it's programmed in there. And then I realized, oh, yeah, I didn't turn on the service tag for utilities. And once I did that, it works. So now, you learn, right? Yep. And that's one of those things that I've learned that. So now the first thing I do when I make sure I've got a new profile is I've, I go through Sentinel and I check every single service type because you can't do that on the scanner itself unless you actually have a frequency in scan that matches that scan tag or else it's just going to give you a, you know the three dashes so you can't enable or disable it. And then when I'm helping somebody else out with a, with a tutoring session, like one of the first things we do too is I go, let me see your profile settings. What do you have enabled? Because I've been burnt that badly by that mistake that I am unwilling to let anybody else 
pull their hair out because of it. So, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, and that's, again, it's something, like I said before, you don't know unless you, you know, unless you know, right. You don't know what you don't know. And somebody just doesn't know that you have to go in. Oh, I've got to unlock it here. I have to look for this over here. Even the, the, the idea of having it unlocked on the GUI, right. Having it unlocked in your favorites list, but then you may have it locked because you have a system key locking it or a group key unlocking. it. There's a lot of different layers in these scanners and, they're not as simple as, as turning switches off and on anymore. So I can see how a lot of people get very frustrated with it. But again, social media too, besides getting help, right? It's a good place, to, if you're safe about it, it's a good place to actually sell your equipment and purchase new equipment as well, right? Yeah. In fact, I bought a BCD 396. I think it's a the team. And I bought it off of a guy on Facebook in one of the groups. And I have it and... I've been enjoying it and you know, you, you can, you can sell them, you can find them. People might even give you a good place to buy them from like, Hey, you know, this place has it in like with, for example, the, uh, SDS 100 and 200, they're hard to find right now. And sometimes there's guys that come on and Hey, uh, Bearcat warehouse has it right now, or scanner master has it right now, or zip scanners has it right now. And they'll list the price that they're selling it for. And sometimes they, they even list, all three of them have them and they list all three prices so you can make a decision on where you want to buy them from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely good to have the community like that. So, and one tip of advice, if, if anybody's going to do any buying or selling on, uh, on social media, I definitely recommend PayPal and do not use friends and family. So I know in, in, uh, the scanner school, Facebook group, somebody bought a radio for somebody and they were a scammer. Right, the person that was selling the radio, and the guy came to me. He goes, "What am I going to do about it?" I said, "What do you mean? What am I going to do about it? I've got no recourse here. I mean, you two of you did the transaction." He goes, "Yeah, but I got burnt." I'm like, "Well, you know, you, you use Facebook Cash, and that's only for friends, people you know. I mean, it's not for buying and selling. It it tells you that it's not for buying and selling." So I'm like, "You know, there's there's nothing I can do. I mean, it's 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 buyer beware and." My advice is definitely use PayPal merchant. And that's one of the things I always do to not merchant, but the PayPal, you know, when you're buying goods and services, if somebody insists on doing friends and family, then what I would do is say, well, whatever price you agree on, add 6% to that, that covers the person's fee and then a couple extra dollars really. And, um, you know, that makes them at least feel good that they're going to get a couple extra dollars in their pocket for the inconvenience of not using friends and family. And then you've got the insurance of if anything goes south or sour, somebody doesn't deliver, or they give you a pile of bricks, you still have PayPal on your side to, to dispute the transaction. But these are all things that, again, you, you kind of have to learn. Either you got burnt or you've watched too many people get burnt. So I would never trade a scanner or I would never send cashier's check. And I'm sure there's people out there going right now, but I do it all the time and I've never had a problem. But you do it one time and have that problem, and then it's a whole different story. So, Yeah, in fact, some of the scanner groups even tell you to use PayPal when doing transactions just for that very reason. Yep. Yep. So there, there's, it's, there's definitely people out there, though, that, that try to take advantage of, of it. I've seen it happen in some scanner groups. I've seen it happen on some other commercial groups as well, commercial radio. So it's usually the same cast of characters or similar names and a lot of this stuff. But again, you don't know what you don't know. And if you're just new into the group and you see a, a deal that's too good to be true, chances are that it is too good to be true. But not to put a negative on, on, on the social media. So let's, let's 
figure out something else positive. What other aspects of social media do you feel work well at the Scanner Radio Hobby? One of the things I enjoy is seeing other people's radio shacks and even antenna ideas. There's several ways you can set up your radios from having a custom built rack to getting Scanner Master cells racks that for radios. And um, then there's the normal way of just using the little car mount that comes with it and hooking it up that way. And then there's several different antennas that you can use for external and internal use. So it gives you multiple ideas of what to do. In fact, there's there's even a couple custom a, a couple guys that do not custom, but they make their own antennas. I even make my own antennas just to to play around with it and see what I get compared to, let's just say, store bought antennas. And I've had mixed conclusions with that. I've had some homemade antennas outperform, you know, store bought antennas and I've had store-bought antennas do way better than homemade ones. You can even go on there and ask them, you know, hey, I have this radio and I listen to this frequency. What antenna would be best for that? And that's one another thing I enjoy about the hobby is how helpful people are and giving their opinions on, hey, I use this antenna and it works great for this. Or, hey, I use this antenna and it works better on this. But if you're listening to this also, you're going to lose some of that because of this antenna. So it just gives you the many options of how to have your radio set up. And you can even just see how people do it in general. And you might get ideas and borrow some ideas of other people's radio setups. Right. And the thing, too, is it's multi, right? We got multiple people giving you feedback as well. So while some guy may say, hey, you could try this, you have somebody else most immediately saying, well, you can do that as well. And so you, it's it is like a community, and and again, it, that's the the whole the whole point, right? Is is to get not so much one person or be ghosted on there, but to have a couple people give you a, their two cents, so to speak. <laughs> so yeah, but that's a, that's a good point, though. Exactly what you said. I was yeah. never really thinking about that when it came to social, but yeah, just seeing how other people have set up their stuff, I've seen a lot of great ideas too. Like people make their own their own like they look commercial made like the consoles. Where they will use the Harris plates, or they'll they'll use you know the actual metal cutouts that cost a hundred bucks a piece, and it's like, but this guy over here did it with a with with fiberboard, and they put felt over, it and it looks just as nice. So how many different ways are there to skin a cat? But there's different, you know, just seeing how people did it differently, and again too is that whole deal like, well, I finally built this. My I, I like the ones too where it says my little corner. Right, I'm just getting started. Uh, do, yeah. What are you? What are you so embarrassed about? By saying I'm just being started, it's a good setup, right? And if it works for you, if it's only two scanners or one scanner, hey, it's still better than no scanner. So it's great. You know, be proud of it. It's it's a good step in the right direction. Yeah. In fact, I have a couple TikToks that are going to be coming up based on antenna splitters, and that's a lot of pe- things people don't know is you can share one antenna on multiple radios. And there's several ways to do it. And in fact, in one of my in one of my TikTok videos that's going to be coming up, I'm going to show the way I originally did it. And then this antenna splitter that I got on Amazon. And then I have a antenna splitter that I got from Scanner Master for when I finally do set up my radios in my new house. You know, I have these three different ways of doing it. And it's going to give 
able to give other people ideas. So if they do have multiple radios and they don't know what to do, and they're just stacking the radios on top of each other with those telescopic antennas, they'll Mm -hmm. be able to do things where they can get one antenna and have multiple radios on it instead of stacking these radios and antennas on top of each other. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand, you know, oh, there's a multi-coupler I can buy, or what's the difference between a passive multi-coupler and an active multi-coupler? Why don't I use cable TV splitters and or BNC barrel connectors or everything else like that? And again, you know, there's I did a whole podcast episode on that, right? When when good enough is good enough, right? To keep it simple, stupid method. And I basically said, look, you know, for the longest, you know, when I first got started here, yeah, I used a cable TV splitter. Yeah, I'm I'm guilty of putting T connectors in, but it may, you know, I also used a multi-coupler. So it's sometimes it is whatever works, whatever gets you up and running. But uh don't uh if you see me do the same kind of videos, just remember there's there's no harm in that because it's your way of explaining things, and then it's my way of explaining things, and I'm sure after hearing this podcast episode, you'll have somebody else come on and do the exact same thing that you and I are doing. And and that's great too, right? Because the more people you have coming on the platform and doing content like, like this, the more people from the hobby will gravitate over to the platform and, and have content like this. So I never look at it as as a way of and I'm glad you don't either, right? Right now, as as me competing with you or you competing with me and trying to one up, because that's exactly not what it's about. It's about coexisting doing it your way me doing it my way and i'm sure eventually because right now i'm just getting started i'm sure eventually i may make a video that you might have done six months ago right and it's not me copying you it's it's first of all is how many how many videos can we make on on a topic of scanner radios but it's my spin on it versus your spin on it and then likewise if you were to make a video that i had just made or even released the same day it would it wouldn't bother me because it's your way of doing it, and it's your way of bringing it to your audience. But again, for somebody who's coming in from the outside has never been on TikTok, they find now two creators that are building a community around this, and then somebody else comes. In, well, I can make a, you know this too. And I don't repeat myself, but the more people who come on and create content about the scanner radio hobby, it just means that there's more content to digest, and it helps everybody out in the long run. I mean, that's why you don't see one creator on YouTube showing the best video content for recording video with your smartphone. There's a hundred people doing that because it's all their way of doing it. Or and there's not one person showing you how to use Windows because there's hundreds of other people showing you how to use Windows because they all have their own audiences. They all have their own way of teaching, their own way of explaining things and uh, their own personality that, that gets behind the video. And again, something like that is really what comes through and shines when it comes to creating that social content as well. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of people got to remember it's a hobby. Yeah. Do it. Your way could be better for somebody than my way. My way could be better for somebody than your way. It's it's a hobby. You know, you got to, you got to learn from somebody and then you got to figure out your own way. And that's what a lot of people don't seem to realize about hobbies is there's no right or wrong way to do it. Right. And that's that's the fun of it, right? And and that's that's exactly it. And and that's part of why I always pursue people to don't don't just go online and get the frequencies, right? For some people, that's great. That that's what they want. They want to listen to police. They want to listen to fire. But I like to say 
pull back that that layer, right? And and see what else is out there. The secrets are in the searches. What else can you find? Get excited about discovering a new frequency and 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 uncovering what might be on there or a new trunk system or finding out new talk groups that are out there. And that's part of the hobby, I think, is not as strong as just monitoring the local fire and police department because that's, again, that's what a lot of people just gravitate to. But using a platform, right? I mean, you and I could put out a video this week and say, hey, I'm going to put my radio in the search mode. Let's see what I find. Two of us are doing it completely different, but we're together exposing more people to the idea of hitting that search button or setting up search banks and finding out what's out there. Same principle, but just again, a different way of delivering the content. And it's not any way of, of saying, well, you copied this guy. No, it's, it's just my way and your way. It's, it's, it's perfectly, you know, it's perfectly acceptable. It's, it's when you do the exact same thing, the exact same way. <laughs> it's when it gets to be a little sus- yeah. suspect. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Like, uh, I, I call, I call searching rabbit hunt, rabbit hunting. Because, okay. you know, I don't know what I'm I'm looking for. And it's just like rabbit hunting. You're out there looking for a rabbit. And then when it comes across, you're going after it. Well, when I'm doing that, sometimes I know what I'm looking for. Like I, I did a, a TikTok the other day about using two Balfangs to check frequencies that I got off the FCC UL, ULS site to right. see if they're actually active or if they are still the frequencies for the fire department. And I, I said in the video, I call it rabbit hunting because that's what I'm doing. I'm hunting these frequencies down to see if they actually work. And sometimes it takes days. Sometimes you get a hit that day. Sometimes it actually takes months. I, I, I sat there for a good month tracking down a, a, the, all the, the frequencies for a trunk, a trunk site in Pettis County, Missouri that wasn't on radio reference. I came across it. It said it was... Motorola Turbo, and I sat there and I had several scanners going on frequencies. You know, I put the the control channel in the FCC URS ULS site, and it gave me a list of frequencies, and I had all of them going. And eventually, I got it. And then I did the um, what is it called? Jeez, uh, I can't remember what it's called. The where it goes in the number sequence, the um, LCNs or whatever. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. Logical channel numbering, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I put put it in that mode, and I found all the correct LCNs, and then I put it in my scanner that way, and then I listened for another month, and then I submitted it to Radio Reference. And right. even, even that, like I, I went on, I went on, uh, Facebook and asked, Hey, is anybody in Pettis County, Missouri? And do you know what this, this, uh, trunk system is to, unfortunately I didn't have anybody in the Pettis County area, but I was able to find out what it was and mark down a couple things. And I shared my findings on the Facebook group as well, just to kind of encourage people to do the same thing in their area. Right. Yep, that's and see, I call them the secrets in the searches, or the secrets are in the searches because you never know what you're going to find, right? They're they're secret until you you uncover them, and exactly the same thing, right? And just by doing that, I've discovered that the USPS is using DMR, even though it's listed on radio reference as a P25 frequency, 
And I confirmed that with Chris Paris, who found out the same way that people were submitting federal information to him, saying that, yeah, they, they've discovered also that they're using DMR on the same frequencies or even hunting out, you know, control channels and, and DMR systems. I like doing that with, uh, with my SDRs. And again, it's, it's just a different way of, of delivering the same content. Or I, I, war driving is another way, right? Where basically you have the scanner in search mode or a close call, or I, I like to do spectrum sweep. And I discovered that a school district that wasn't too far from me, instead of being analog, like it was listed on real reference, they went DMR. So I was able to get the, the, the color code, the talk group, right? The time slot, same frequency, looked them up. And yeah, it's the, you know, what I heard was, oh, I'm, I'm walking between the building, heading towards the buses now. Well, wouldn't you know, right? It, the frequency was listed for buses. So, okay, that's, that's, that's the new bus frequency. So, um, yeah. you know, a lot of different ways of, uh, of gathering information. And like you said, your way of doing it and, and hunting, hunting wabbits <laughs> might be a good way of doing it for people. Yeah. And, yes. and, you know, you see people on the Facebook groups too, as well, talking about their close call hits or mm -hmm. their search hits and asking if anybody is in that area. And you never know, you might be in this Facebook group and you might have somebody down the road from you that's more experienced in scanning and has these frequencies and already has it labeled out, but it's just not on radio reference and they can share their findings with you. And that's right. what you have that platform to do that. You have that platform to share what your passion is as well as finding out new techniques and new, new ideas or stuff like that. And that's, what's great about the social media platforms. Yep. hundred percent. I, I, I definitely agree with you. So we spent about, I say close to an hour going through some social media stuff here. If anybody is looking for your content, where can they find you? They can find me on TikTok at 626Hawkeye. That's 626-H-A-W-K-E-Y-E. I have a YouTube channel with the same name, but I haven't put any scanner content on there yet. I'm waiting for a little bit of money to get a camera that will work on focusing on the front panels of the scanners without getting that light glare that you mm -hmm. get with the LCD screens. So that way I can do some front panel scanning programming to show people how to do it on the radios I do have. And uh, I'm trying to find a software that will work with where I can use the programming softwares and basically re screen record it and have all the pop-up menus. I used to have a program, but it wouldn't. And that's what I'm trying to find. And of course, all this takes money. So it takes a little time to get that. But well, I'll give you a little bit of advice YouTube, for that one. I have. <laughs> I'll give you a little quick advice to, to cut you off. When it comes to recording the content with your camera, right? Sometimes just changing the position will get that glitter off the screen. But the cameras and the phones are really, really good these days, right? So whatever you have in your camera, yeah. phone is is good to get started on it. A tripod will be your best friend when it comes to something like that, because once you've got it fixated on exactly where the light is not glaring on you. You can lock in that position and leave both hands open on the keypad. When it comes to your computer and recording videos, are you using Windows 10? Yes. Just try, just hit Windows key and G. That puts the computer into game recording okay. mode. And it actually brings up an Xbox control on your screen. 
And I've used that constantly. I used to use it on my on my daughter's laptop, and I even use it on my Windows computer. If I need to create a quick video real fast of just a screen capture, hit Windows G. That brings mm-hmm. up a recording console and hit record. And that will save your audio and video, what's on your screen, to your – if it's not into my videos, it's under my documents. It's one of those two places. And then you can take it and then move okay. it someplace else and edit it. And I don't know if – um there's, there's any more free Windows program. I know like Windows used to have a free Windows media editor, but yeah. I used to use that all the time too to just to quickly edit the videos. So there there's really there really is still some free, quick and dirty ways of getting video created and edited with the equipment you already have. If you're looking for a good video channel, you can look at it's Sean Cannell is uh, is the content creator, and he has a YouTube channel called something Media. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's S E A N C A N N E L L. I think it is. I actually bought his course to create content on my for my YouTube channel. Let me see if I can find him. Sean Cannell, Connell, Cannell. Uh, no, I'm not gonna be able to find it, but it's, it's media something or other. I'll, I'll get you the link, but he's got some great ways okay. of getting, just getting out and getting started on, um, with video for like on the cheap. So here he is. Sean Cannell, YouTuber do, do, do think media is what it is. Okay. Yep. That's, it, uh, I actually bought his course. It was like, a, it was like a thousand dollar course. So, wow, <laughs> but you don't you don't need his course. You can listen to his podcast, which is a summary of everything he's he's talked about in the course anyway. And his his uh, YouTube channel is is awesome for uh, for doing that stuff. So just look for Think Media on YouTube, and and that'll get you really going on bare bones YouTube content creation. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yep. All right. So I cut you off in that one. So so to summarize where we were before, you're on uh, TikTok at 626 Hawkeye. Again, we'll put a link to that in the description. Uh, you're also on YouTube at 626 Hawkeye. And um, where else were you? Well, I do have Facebook, but it's set to private. I'm thinking of <laughs> making a, uh, a group because of TikTok. And that way, oh, oh I'm on... Uh, I'm on Instagram as well, also a 626Hawkeye. But I'm thinking of making a group on Facebook just to be able to share upcoming topics that I might be covering or when I get things in the mail, opening them up and kind of showing them off. And then normally what I do, like I've bought antennas off of pretty much everywhere and I'll, I'll test them out and then I give my reviews on TikTok. So, you know, I'll, I'll do stuff like that. So you know, that's, that's definitely an idea that I was, that I was going to take out of your playbook because I've got a pile of antennas here and, uh, I get the same questions all the time, right? What antennas do you recommend? So I've actually, I got my SDS 100 right here. Somebody asked me last night what I thought about the Remtronics antenna. I'm like, I'm leaving this on my desk within arm's reach so I can grab my phone later tonight and record, you know, a quick summary on the Remtronics antenna. I'm sure you've done it already, <laughs> but it just things to look out for. So it would just be my spin on it. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. I've done it. I did an unboxing today for TikTok, and I plan on doing another one next week because again, the, the disease. So I, I can never, I can't yeah. stop buying. 
<laughs> so my wife buys shoes. I buy radios. As long as she doesn't tell me to stop, I can't tell her to stop. So, <laughs> so again, if anybody out there is, uh, I, I, and I, I know, right. A lot of people are afraid of TikTok because it had this whole big thing with, uh, you know, being spied upon and all that stuff too. You don't need to have a TikTok account to enjoy or see the content right that uh that we're creating you don't need to have the youtube app on your phone you don't need to have the facebook app on your phone you can use a regular web browser for all these applications here you can get on instagram with your web browser you can get on facebook with your web browser you can get on tiktok with your web browser this means that they're not tracking you you can turn off your cookies and you can you can stay as incognito or private as you want and uh, again, I'll put a link to my TikTok in the description, and I'll also put a link over to uh, Esteban. I'll put a link over to yours as well, with all your social medias as well. And if again, if they don't want to follow it within the app, they can still at least check us out with their web browser, if that makes them keeps them safe with their tinfoil hats and everything else. <laughs> so I just got a bunch <laughs> of eye rolls on that one. I, I can already hear and, right. and feel the eye rolling on here. But again, it's there's it, it there's the controversy. So for anybody that disagrees with that one, go over to our Discord server. Let me know that uh, you know I'll I insult you on that one. I'll make sure I apologize. So <laughs> hopefully I turn that one into a joke. But Esteban, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Again, this was your idea. I, I really do appreciate you uh, booking the session, taking the time spending a little bit of time this evening as we record this one. And uh, I definitely saw your video earlier today that uh, you were excited to come on the podcast episode. I hope that this met your expectations on what you were uh, looking to get out of the uh, being a guest on here. And I definitely hope that you and I can do this again, do it again. I mean, this was uh, definitely enjoyable on my side. and I hope it was as well on uh, on your end. Well, I definitely appreciate you having me. Like I said, I followed you on YouTube and Facebook. So it was definitely an honor of mine to be on on your podcast, and I definitely had a fun time. I I, w- I wouldn't mind coming back again. Maybe we can revisit the topic and see what's changed. Yeah, definitely, w- without a doubt. Or we can go through how you test antennas and and or something like that. Right? We can. Uh, it's definitely something else. Whatever it is you're working on. So stay tuned. We'll we'll, we'll definitely have you back on for uh, something different. So again. Thank you so much for being here again uh, on this podcast episode, and I hope we can do this again real soon. Thanks again. Thank you, and you're welcome. Esteban, thank you so much for being a guest on today's podcast. Now, again, for anybody out there who is a little bit reluctant to install the app on their phone, I get it. I understand, right? To each your own. I'm not saying you must go there. You must check out the content, right? But what I am saying is, There's ways around that, right? So you can always use your browser on your phone or your browser on the computer. You can turn on incognito mode or private browsing and you can navigate to TikTok and you can still digest the content that is there without installing the app. Just like you can always go over to YouTube without having to sign into your your Google account or you can also use your browser incognito or private modes to secretly, you know, search YouTube 
without having other or have a, having Google know what it is you are doing, right? So there's ways still to be involved with the social media platforms without having to actually sign up or install any accounts. And if that's the way you feel about it, then I invite you to try those methods. But for everybody else who wants to be part of the social part of these platforms, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, right? Install the app. Start following people. You're going to have content that will be delivered to you that will relate to the people you are following and the content you are digesting. And yes, you know, TikTok still has a lot of those people who are doing the dance crazes. You're still going to find a lot of people who are attention getters. Let's put it that way. Any app is going to have something like that. But if you can start teaching the algorithm what it is that you want to watch, it will start filtering out the content that it is that it knows you want to watch because it, you know, it's an algorithm and it's a machine and it, it knows what it is that you like probably better than you know what you like. So if you're on the TikTok platform, why don't you do me a favor and make sure you follow me over there. Again, my name is Scanner School over on TikTok. And besides following me, make sure you follow Esteban on there as well. He is 626Hawkeye. And again, we're going to have a link in the description of this podcast episode. So if you're listening to this on your podcast player, just swipe up and there'll be a link in the description. If you're over on YouTube, we'll put the links over there as well in the description to both of our channels on TikTok. And again, if you are a creator or content creator on any platform and create content about scannings or radio and you want to be a guest in the podcast, hit me up. Send me a message on either platform or just go over to scannerschool.com slash guest and fill out the form and be a guest on the podcast. And as a reminder, I am still looking for questions for the next Ask Scanner School podcast, which releases on the first Tuesday of every month. You can submit your questions via our voicemail at 516-308-2885 or using the SpeakPipe link or even the form at scannerschool.com slash ask. And I would love to have you give me some feedback or discuss this podcast episode on our own social media platform that we host over on Discord. And again, you can go to slash Discord for that information. And if you know that there is somebody out there that would find some value in today's podcast episode, please help us help that person forward this podcast episode or share this podcast episode with those on your own social media platforms, right? Share us on Twitter or Facebook or even your email, the old school social media platform when it comes to computers, right? Well, maybe that was bulletin boards and BBSs and IRC and stuff like that. But I don't think anything is anything older than than email, right? When it comes to computers and keep it in contact. So with that, we got a great podcast episode in the queue for you already for next week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast episode and we'll catch you all again next Tuesday. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. And this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73.